Clayton. John Clayton. Enough! I've done my segment! This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton, as we do every day at this time. If you guys have questions for John, you know what to do. Text those questions in to 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let John go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. Well, we uh, we, we saw the reports coming out yesterday that Sean Payton is uh, mulling his future. The owners were saying we're not certain what's going to happen, and now we know what's going to happen. He is moving on from the New Orleans Saints, so... What do you think the motivation was for this decision? Because some are pointing to, Lefko pointed out that I think there's, what did you say, Lefko, 70 million over the I think uh, overthecap.com says they're like close to 74 million over the cap. Going into this, yeah. So you, do you think he's looking at that going, oh boy, how do, how, do we, how do we build a winner with that? I don't want to be a part of it. Or what do you <clears> think the motivation was? Well, he just went through it because remember, they were 108 million going into uh, last, uh, in the last offseason. And they opened up the season with eight, nine starters that weren't back. And now here, here it is. You know, he fought through, did an incredible job uh, coaching just to get them in playoff contention despite not having a quarterback because Jameis Winston blew out his ACL. But now they don't have a quarterback. They have a bunch of the guys that, uh, particularly on the offensive line and uh, around the team, they're getting older, but also their contracts are up. And I think he just got fatigued. 16 years of doing this and doing it so well because obviously when you put him in the pantheon of where he is, I mean, you know, certainly one of the best play callers of his era, certainly a Hall of Fame type of coach, uh, you can see that uh, it just wore on him to a point where he says, that's it. I got to get out of it for a while. So it's like he'll get out of it for this year. I mean, I I can't tell you about next year, can't tell you about uh, anything else. All I know is that he remains under contract to New Orleans because you know he's technically signed making through twenty four, right? Yeah, twenty four. Yeah, so it's like uh, he's you know through twenty four, uh, and he's making like uh, sixteen to eighteen million dollars a year, uh, but he's not going to get a dime of this this year. So <clears throat> money isn't the issue. I think fatigue and just stress and just you know just got tired of it. Yeah, he's only fifty eight. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, to me, I was watching the press conference, which went on for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. He, he had lots to say, a lot of people to thank, which mm-hmm. was was cool. But um, you know, and especially the owner, he was really yeah. talking to Mrs. Benson there. But um, yeah, I, I feel like maybe he, like you said, he's just burned out. Do you think he's a TV guy by any chance? Yeah, I think so because you know at this stage the rumors are, uh, and he, you know, he. I'm sure when you know he talked to Drew Brees about Fox, he might have you know put in a plug to say, "Hey, is there anything there?" And the rumor is is that uh, Troy Aikman may end up going over to Amazon, and that creates up creates the opening, and he'd be a real natural at uh, you know going on TV and doing it. It'd be a lot easier, a lot less stress, a lot more fun, and all that. So I can see him you know doing that and then deciding if he wants to come back to the Saints next year or see if he wants to orchestrate some kind of a trade. You know, the two teams that I think that would interest him, you know, one would be uh, Dallas and the other would be the Raiders. And we'll see where uh, the Raiders go with their coaching search because obviously if they hire Jim Harbaugh, that door is closed. So, uh, but again, uh, he's taking this year, this year, and we'll see where it goes next year. 
Hey, John, we were looking at uh, the thing written by John Boyle at Seahawks.com. He kind of just gave out his postseason awards yeah. in different different categories. I'm curious, for just looking at the Seahawks team this year, who would be your offensive MVP? Offensive MVP? Boy, that's a, uh, I mean, no, Tyler Lockett. Yeah. I mean, yeah. easy, easy. Yeah. It wasn't, that was the hard part is because the offense was so uneven. There wasn't yeah. that – that true normally you'd default to Russell, but obviously that was not no. the year he had. Um, and then quickly, who would be your defensive MVP? Defensive MVP, probably. Uh, well, I mean, it's, you know, you can go with uh, Bobby Wagner, and if not, maybe you can go with uh, DJ Reed. So I'd say probably Bobby Wagner. Okay, uh. me, Dave, and Boyle all went with Quandre Diggs. Oh, okay, that's a good one, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, I I, I could say. Too, you could make a case for Jordan Brooks. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, he ended up with 184 tackles, uh-huh. um, and you know he had one sack. He knocked down five passes. He needs to get himself an interception. I think. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know the offensive side was was kind of. I, I don't know. I mean, it was weird. Tyler Lockett is so understated, John. It just Agreed. seems like he just quietly gets over a thousand yards, and you don't really notice it. And then you look back and go, "Oh, yeah, yeah he had mm-hmm. a really mm-hmm. good year." So <clears throat> anyway, uh, hey. Um, as far as we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, and it's just interesting when you look at the um, the the list of quarterbacks since John Elway left Denver. Yeah, and that that 11. seems like eleven. It's eleven. You just know that right off the top of your head. That is correct. Yeah. So so I mean, you're talking about like guys like Gus Farratt. Mm-hmm. As as well. I mean, and that just seems like such a natural landing. Spot. And we're and we're talking since Peyton Manning left, right? Well, no, I was talking oh. about since Elway. I mean, because oh. Manning. It's like they just. I mean, you hot. did get Peyton Manning, but I mean, you go back to like Brian Greasy, Chris oh, yeah. Miller, yeah, Gus yeah, Farratt. Yeah, yeah. You know, Steve Berline was there for a while. But anyway, it just seems like, uh, you know, that that's. It just seems like the most. I don't know, the best landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. Because I, I, I don't feel like he's going to be back in Green Bay. But No, I don't what, either. What do think? But I, I think he's gone. I think that he's going to ask for a trade. He says he's going to wait toward when the franchise tag started coming out, uh, <clears throat> when he's going to make the decision. He, might, he should probably make it earlier than that. But, no, I think he's definitely out of there. But, again, this goes to the, uh, the, the, the bad reporters around the country, and it goes to – some of the fans who were just, uh, you know, spoiled and sick and tired of things and all that stuff. It's like, here's what happens if you give up your Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, you bring up since Elway all the quarterbacks that they've been through, and then you go uh, to, you know, the two Super Bowl years for Peyton Manning, even though in the last Super Bowl Peyton was pretty much at the end, total end. But it's like, uh, you know, they've been through 11 quarterbacks. Is that what you want to do here in Seattle? No. That's why he's staying, Russell Wilson. I was uh, reading the story about Tom Brady and his future, basically saying, you know, what what goes on with his family will dictate mm-hmm. his future. So, what is what's your read on that? Do you see him going out on a loss? I don't know that he if he knows if he feels like he can get back to another Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. What what, what do you think he does? Uh, I mean, I, I I think he's coming back, but uh, I can't guarantee it. You know, because, again, he's 44. I do think the family considerations are very strong. You know, he, his wife wanted him, you know, Giselle wanted him out of uh, football back in some, one of the latter days when he was with the New England Patriots, you know, just because of the hits that he takes and everything else. And so, you know, naturally, we know he trains hard. He does all that stuff. 
But, uh, you know, I think it, this is a legitimate uh, test. And he went on the record and did say he's considering, you know, retiring. And uh, I don't know if he's going to go through with it, but he very well could. Mm. And, again, just think about how much easier that makes it for the Seahawks. If you have no Brady no and you have Rogers. no and no Rodgers and no Sean Payton. Yeah. Yeah, good point. No question. So um hey John, as far as Hall of Famers uh go mm-hmm. for, for this year's class, uh any thoughts? I know you can't talk too much about it. I can't it, but, say anything about it. Yeah, oh, but I, I mean as far as the field and Yeah. Okay, so you, you can't I can't even I can't say uh I, mean, I, can't, t- I, I can't I I can't tell you, no. Yeah, I'm not asking you who you're voting for, John. Uh, I know, but it, yeah. I mean Sam, Sam is uh, is in the voting consideration. Okay, and uh, so is Jared Allen is in the voting. That is that is correct. Yes, and Willie Anderson. Okay, uh-huh. I'm not going to do it, John. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean it's like you can ask, but you're not going to get an answer. Okay. I thought that was our arrangement. You know, I thought we had an arrangement where we ask you questions and you answer them. But well, I mean, again, I, I I'm on I'm a voter for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and the arrangement is we can't say who we're voting for or what the votes can be or anything like that until February the 10th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much do you do? You, I mean, as far as all the stuff that you do, yeah, uh, is is that the thing that you know gets you? I mean, I know you love your job and everything, mm-hmm. and you it's a great. Is subject, but that's got to be a highlight, right? It is the, agreed. The Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, yeah. You get fired up. It's like Christmas morning for mm-hmm. you. It's better. It's better when we're in person as opposed to doing it on Zoom, because it becomes a long Zoom uh, call that goes, you know, seven and a half to eight hours, and that becomes tedious. I'll but uh, it's it's so much better when we're in person. But again, you know, who knows when we're going to get back in person because well, of the it, pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever had? I know you can't probably name names or whatever, but if you in those meetings where yeah. you guys are going, has there ever been like uh, heated arguments or anything funny or anything that just yeah. stood out to you? Yeah, yeah, there's you know there's funny stuff and uh, you know there's arguments. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's not. Hey, listen, we're not the baseball writers. I mean, you know, we we care about the sport. You know, we care about the individuals. We want to get as many people into the Hall of Fame as we possibly can, as opposed to just say, nope, we're going to take one guy this year. I mean, that's just, which is brutal. But, uh, you know, it's like a big, but, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great experience. And having been doing it now since 1988, it's fantastic. John, in the latest episode, in as the jackass turns, Antonio Brown is on with uh, <laughs> Brian Brian Gumble tonight, <laughs> Real oh, Sports, boy. and apparently I've got a quote from the interview. He, he's considering litigation against the league, against the Buccaneers, I should say, not the uh-huh. league, the Buccaneers. He says the Buccaneers quote tried to make an agreement with me to give me two hundred thousand dollars to go to the crazy house, so these guys could look like they know what they're talking about. Uh, and then I saw another quote from him saying, yeah, I had a couple of teams as soon as I left Tampa Bay that were, you know, basically knocking on my door. I, I think this guy's delusional, man. I think 100%. he should be in the crazy house. Nobody, who's going to bring this guy in? He's going to be 34 next uh-huh. year. If he were 24, maybe I'd believe him. But at 34, considering the way he just uh, exited the, the league, who's, who's going to be calling him to come into their locker room? And what do you think his chances are in, in terms of a lawsuit against the Bucks? Zero. Because again, it's like okay, so they they offer him uh, say hey, we'll offer you even if it's true, which it probably isn't because you know he's he's you know not 
the most accurate person in the world. But even if it was true, it's like you didn't get an agreement. So what, what are you going to sue for? You're going to sue because they offered you $200,000? Well, no. they're saying – I'm reading the quotes from his attorney here. Oh. Um, his attorney – Oh, he, Sean, that's a beauty. Yeah, Sean Burst, Burstin. Um, they said, uh, what, what would the lawsuit, what would they be, what would it be over? He says, defamation comes to mind. And, oh. and they said, how much would he want? Quote, a whole lot of money, a mm-hmm. whole lot. It's total disrespect, man. You know, it's mental health is an important key in the world. So to drag people along and play on people's mental health, you know, it's unfair and unfortunate. So it sounds like they're going to try to go for a defamation suit. So we're talking about a guy who Tom Brady uh, and Giselle took into their home right with three kids and as nutso as uh antonio is right <laughs> yeah. and it's like they took him into the home and then uh you know it's like and so now i mean he he, he calls uh the friendship with uh tony with tom brady a phone you know phony he uh you know after the game on sunday when the bucks lost I mean, he went on a football field with no shirt and said uh, bucks eliminated i mean it's like this guy is has no loyalty to anybody, zero to anybody, except you know, I, I, I can't even say himself because, again, he's got too many mental issues. Well, and this is what everybody was fearful of yeah. in signing him in the first place when everybody was, you know, not everybody, but Russell wanted him here in Seattle. We had fans texting in, you got to get him here. Mm-hmm. And But this was the fear that you could be looking at some sort of circus, some sort of, and I don't think anybody anticipated him quitting in the middle of the game and taking off his shirt and pads mm-hmm. and running off the field the way that he did. And, and now he's suing the team. I mean, this is exactly why I wanted no part of this clown. Me too. I mean, because again, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just amazed how much Mike Tomlin covered for him for so many years with all the crazy stuff he probably did in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Mike Tomlin, he lost his defensive coordinator. Yeah, I know. Keith Butler guy, retired. Our buddy Keith Butler retired uh, him. And then, uh, Kubiak as well. Gary Kubiak, I also saw, mm-hmm. uh, is going to retire. I don't know. It just seems like maybe it's because I know those two guys, but right. it just seems like there's a lot of stuff going on right now as far as turnover and mm-hmm. you know. I guess there'll be a lot of uh, a couple of uh, a lot of opportunities for young coaches. No doubt. In fact, I think we may have our first coach hire tomorrow. You know, because I think there's a decent chance because I know he had a second interview today with Jacksonville that Byron Leftwich might be uh, you know getting the Jaguars job tomorrow as early as tomorrow. Okay. Which is which is great. I love well, it. And and speaking of that, um I was listening to I think it was Dave Wanstad yeah. was was talking about um, Urban Meyer and how um you know he is supposedly owed 40 million and that he could go to court, but then there would be all of everything would come out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. Do you think he, he wants to move on? I mean, that's a lot of money, and if you can yeah. get something out of that, it might be worth going through it for him. Maybe he can actually explain why he kicked the kicker. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think it, it's probably going to be bad for him as far yeah. as getting another job. So as much money as that is, I, I don't know. To me, I, I, I think I, there was enough cause, you know, with the incident – uh, in Cincinnati, where he stayed over and was dancing with girl with the one girl, and the uh, kicking of the kicker, and just how bad he was with the players, that they they have a long resume of things that were uh, you know voiding his contract. So yeah. I think that uh, you know he can fight it, but I think there's a decent chance he won't be able to win. Well, and I think it would just make him look bad. And if he's yeah. looking to be a coach 
somewhere, you know, whatever his next move is or go back on television, yeah. that would be that'd be bad, bad no. deal for him. Yeah, bad. it would be too much bad pub. I mean, he had enough bad pub just trying to coach. <laughs> but he did sign Tim Tebow. He did. That, that's a feather in his cap, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 360 asking, John, how important is the backup quarterback for the Seahawks now that Russell's no longer invincible? Uh, it's important. I mean, again, they've got to make sure that just in case something happens to Russell, that uh, they have somebody that can come off the bench and do some of the things. And, uh, yeah, it's very important. I mean, you need a good backup quarterback. I mean, you can see that, you know, particularly, uh, you know, around the league. Uh, you know, it's not like you have to be uh, pay a whole lot for him. I mean, you can get good quarterbacks that aren't very expensive, but it's important. Well, and uh, I, we're assuming Geno's done after I the think incident, so. yeah. or do you think they bring him back? I think he's done here. Yeah. Well, I a, mean, it was a bad incident. Yeah, it was yeah. not good at all. Oh, the Geno thing, yeah, it was, yeah, was yeah. really, and it got worse and worse as yeah. we no. found out. Still, but, I'm still waiting for his side of the story to come out, as he implied on Twitter. I haven't, I haven't seen that oh, yet. No, he said no. he said the truth's going to come out. It oh, was yeah. one of those, yeah, reserve judge till, till yeah. all of it comes out or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I'm afraid. You know, it's too bad because, you know, we really, I really thought he took, I mean, he he did well. He did really well. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I maybe it was his contract up or is. Yeah, he's on a, it was on a yeah, one-year one deal. Year. He was yeah. on a one-year deal, yeah. So, I mean, it could have got him a job, maybe a right. pay increase somewhere. But, um, yeah, that was, that was bad news. And so, uh, but uh, speaking of that kind of stuff um rugs down in in vegas the guy mm-hmm. who who got you know dui and killed somebody right is he like in jail is he awaiting trial do we know oh, awaiting trial yeah my gosh what what's going to happen to him i mean what what's typically have they speculated like i mean obviously it's probably that's it for him in the nfl i would well i, would I think, think the biggest but... the biggest thing right now <clears throat> is particularly you know in a kind of charge that he faces uh, you know his big issues right now with the uh, you know uh, the court system in Nevada because that could be twenty years he might have to spend in jail. Wow! If not, yeah. I mean it's going to be it's not like he's going to get out after about four or five weeks or something like that. I mean if they find him guilty, which I'm sure they will, then he's going to be in jail. Yeah, I don't know. We've seen the extreme other side of that, John. Dante Stallworth ran somebody over when he was drunk and high, and he served 27 days. Uh-huh. L- Leonard Little killed somebody. I think he served three months, and mm-hmm. he was back in the league. So There was a guy from my years, uh, Reggie Rogers, remember? He, yeah. He yeah. ran over somebody in a crosswalk, I think, or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Same thing. And I, yeah. Yeah. It's we'll we'll see. I I don't hold out a lot of hope for the justice system when it comes to the the rich and powerful. But uh John the 541s uh, in the theme of the Raiders here are saying, "John, give me some positive news about the Raiders. Who will be our new GM? Also, could you see Rodgers heading there?" Uh I I can't see Rodgers heading there, you know, uh, but again, it depends if who's going to be the coach. I mean, is Jim Harbaugh going to take it i mean he's still a consideration there uh you know they're interviewing gms and stuff like that i know that uh todd bowles is getting an interview on thursday so they're starting to go through that process so uh you know it's it's still wide open uh and you know you never can tell what mark davis is going to do but i still think that there's still the distinct possibility that jim harbaugh could get the job but they were asking about uh the gm job there i guess well, I mean, you know, one, one of the guys that uh, used to work with Harbaugh interviewed uh, yesterday, and, uh, you know, he 
you know, this is back in 2002, 2003, when uh, Harbaugh was the quarterback coach then. So, like, for example, if they hire him, then that kind of fits the Harbaugh mode, and Harbaugh has his GM. Yeah. Hey, John, when is your, uh, can you tell me this, uh, your Pro Football Hall of Fame vote when 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 does that happen is it the we saturday did, no we did it last week last tuesday oh you've already done it yeah we already did it last tuesday oh no wonder you're so tight-lipped about yeah, it yeah. you're afraid you're gonna spill the beans well i won't are you sure about that <laughs> if we keep yeah, you on I here won't. for another 20 30 minutes i feel like we can crack you no you can't crack you like an egg <laughs> nope all right no there's no way humanly possible i could torture you <laughs> what's that what about torture fine go to Go ahead, torture. Fine. He won't break, Dave. I won't break. I mean, <laughs> he's a bar of iron. I know. Uh, I love it. All right, John. We appreciate it. We'll talk tomorrow. All right, sounds good. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. Download the podcast at seven ten sports dot com. You got Tell that reference, right? That. Oh, yeah, the no, bar of as a iron. Bar of iron. <laughs> yeah. Another another Pope of Greenwich Village. Pope of Greenwich Village. Uh, somebody was on the text toy yesterday saying that um, that that was on and that they were going to watch it. Oh, so good, good. Whoever that yeah. person is, text in. Tell us yeah, your favorite you line. Yeah, what do yeah. you think? Yeah, it's not an action movie for anybody who's looking for you know shoot 'em out you know car crash. It's not it's not anything like that. It's just there's a charm to that movie and really good acting and it's and good. Also, Bob and I pretty much bonded over this movie oh, when yeah. we went to New York. And I think we went to, was it Mulberry Street? Carmine Street. Street. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. And then I didn't even realize there was that uh, website you were talking about that shows all the spots where things were filmed. Yeah. Didn't even realize. we should have gone there. Oh, God. We're going to have to make a trip there. All right. Coming up, did the Seahawks not go far enough in trading for Jamal Adams? We'll explain why a more drastic measure might be needed. That's coming up with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.